meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia days and places that stretch across the globe. Having a mentor that helps our growing youth or offers wisdom and guidance as an adult is not always available to everyone. Ed Bonner's past is different. He really hit a home run. Ed has had three mentors in his life. His dad was a tremendous influence to him and his friends. He was a teacher, counselor, and coach, all wrapped up into one. Not only was his dad a beacon for Ed, but also Jack Sanchez. He was a high school track coach and teacher. And also an elderly gentleman by the name of Paul Yocote provided guidance, wisdom, and an example of what good can be gleaned from life with the right attitude and reasoning. Polio changed Paul's life at 13 years old. Ed remembers Paul Yocote as a wheelchair-bound gentleman who didn't complain or consider his health circumstances as a restriction. Great opportunities found their way to Paul. Ed feels that Paul's behavior, his enthusiasm, and attitude inspired everyone to such a degree that one of the high school buildings was given his name. All these gentlemen in Ed's life presented a tremendous gift to those that came in contact with them. The gift of giving, a contagious attitude, and an unconditional acceptance to others. These traits will also serve each of us when the unexpected and uncontrollable circumstances occur in our futures. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget. So adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak in to a conversation with Ed Bonner. Well, I'm, I'm sitting in the sheriff's office. Normally you would think uh, that, oh boy, this guy's in trouble, but not this time. <laughs> I'm sitting in front of Ed Bonner, Sheriff at Lasser County. That's in a county in Northern California, just outside of Sacramento, in a town called Auburn, a bedroom community. Ed, how are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. All right, I, I sure do like it here. I'm looking at the uh, pictures uh, behind you of some cool guy wrestling. Is that somebody that you know? That's my son, Andrew, wow, back he's in a, high school. That guy's a tiger. Yes, he is. Oh, he's boy. A, he's a great athlete. I used to wrestle myself back in the oh, day did in you? high school. Oh, oh, yeah, I loved martial arts and all that. Yeah, state meet qualifier and uh, back in the day, back at good old Deloro High School in Loomis. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, well, you're sheriff here, and if I could ask you your age... Uh, 62. 62, okay. And you've been the sheriff for some time, and as I understand it, you were probably going to do four more years. Yeah, I've um, been the sheriff for 20 years. I've been with the Placer County Sheriff's Office for 40 years, and uh, I've just been reelected to another four-year term. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Thank That's you. That's great. Well, today we're going to talk about your um, your youth and, and really the mentors that were that really had a lot to do with who you, they helped sculpt you really they demonstrated the virtues and attributes that really you carry with you today as a sheriff uh, handling all the many things that are so important in this county you're where, you were born where in Nevada City California which is about 20 miles from here uh, but we moved to Auburn when I was five and then to Loomis when I was 10 I grew up in Loomis Oh, okay. And Loomis is just outside of Sacramento for yep. you listeners who are unfamiliar with the geography out My here. My hometown. Yeah. <laughs> now, your dad, was he much of an influence for you growing up? Oh, tremendous influence. He was the primary uh, role model, 
And uh, he was a teacher, counselor, coach. Uh, and I was very fortunate, uh, you know, he one of six children, but everybody that ever knew my dad wished that he was their dad. I'll be darned. And we were very lucky that he oh. was our dad. So no, That's quite a mentor to yeah. have, right? yeah. your own father. What did he teach in school? Well, history. Um, oh. His family were hard rock gold miners, uh, lived in Nevada City, grew up in Nevada City, and probably would have done the same thing except for World War II. And right in 1944, when he graduated from high school, he joined the Army Air Corps and was a bomber pilot. But he did oh. say that the only foreign country he ever saw was Texas. Uh, <laughs> he was stationed there, finished up his training, flew B-17s and B-25s, but the war ended uh, before he was uh, sent anywhere. So oh, okay. came back, and rather than go back into the gold mines, uh, he became a teacher. And back in those days, I think the Empire Mine was open, which was a hugely they, successful they, mine in, in the absolutely. County. His My grandfather worked at the Empire, the Zybright, uh, couple of mines up there, and the North Star, he was a warehouseman uh, for the company. So yeah, so mining was a big thing, and uh, I think but for the influence of the war, and then my dad came back and went to junior college, and where he met my, my mother, they got married and uh, started the family right away. Well, hearing all of all, all of these things about your dad's, uh, his younger years, did that have a an impact on your respect for him and your uh, appreciation of how he was helping you in your life? Well, I think that a lot of times with, when we deal with role models or parents, particularly if they are a positive role model, is we don't really appreciate it in the present. We don't really realize uh, the value uh, that, they're, that they are giving us, the gift that they're giving us. So I don't think that we really realize it. In fact, it's funny, although I've always known, and my dad's been gone 23 years now, but I've always known what a tremendous part of my life he was, but I had, had gone, at, last year I was asked to give a speech, and sheriffs give speeches. Sheriffs talk, as you well know. I did this yeah. short time we've been You're together. You're a talker. You know, sheriffs are talkers. So I was going to give a speech, and you have probably five, six basic speeches, components of, that you mix and match. And these people, uh, they said, would you give us a talk about what made you who you are? I go, what? I don't have much speech for that. And they said, we're interested in that. So. That allowed me the time to really sit back and reflect and, and think about my dad and a couple other people in my life that were just, they were so influential to me and really defined me. I guess you're somewhat of a magnet for this sort of thing because, I mean, you, you grew up uh, in a wonderful family with your, your folks and, and then when you got into school, mm -hmm. you ended up meeting Jack Sanchez. Yeah. What was that man like, and how did he enter into your life as a mentor? He's a strong figure in your background. Yeah, Jack Sanchez uh, was a teacher at Delaro High School. In fact, I think that he, my freshman year was his first year teaching at Delaro. And uh, I was kind of coming into my own athletically, and Jack was the track coach. So I had the opportunity to uh, run for Jack, I had the opportunity to have Jack for, I think, German class for a bit and then an English class. So he was a teacher as well as a coach. And really, one of those people that, you know, when you think about it, he wasn't that much older than his students were uh, as a new teacher. Right, right. And our friendship really, I think, blossomed after, oh, after, after high school. After high school? Oh, oh yeah, he was, he was much 
very, still continue to be very influential in the lives of myself and my peers. Uh, we would stay in touch with him. We would, he was a, re, a summer ranger and we would go up and see him at uh, Tahoe or Markleyville and camp out with him and tell stories and uh, uh, magnificent man. So summertime he would work up in, yeah. in Tahoe as a, ranger. Like a sheriff ranger type yeah, of ranger? Park ranger, park ranger. Uh, you know, got the Smokey the Bear hat on <laughs> and uh, <laughs> okay. did, did uh, interpretive programs and talked around the campfires to the campers, you know. Oh, was, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so we would go up. I mean, it wasn't, every summer we would go up and, and spend time around him and uh, wherever he was staying, we'd you know, pitch a tent and uh, What visit. was it about him that was the magnet that attracted you to that type of uh, mentoring? Well, I think his concern for all of us as individuals was, was paramount, but also I think his intellect. Uh, he was challenging, he never let you just go cuz and that that wasn't enough and I remember he and I and another friend we climbed Mount Talak in Tahoe when I was preparing for a lieutenant's exam for an oral board and I had Jack and Dave Antonucci another dear friend of mine as we climbed Mount Talak in Lake Tahoe they're grilling me asking me potential oral board questions so all uh -oh. the way up the mountain Jack is still helping me prepare for that next step the next step up the mountain but the next step in career so that's uh, a five-hour round trip. You had a no, lot of yeah. coaching. <laughs> I've done that one too. Yeah, beautiful, but but it was but so I think that really uh, that relationship grew as as time went on and as, as we became adults together. He was very supportive. Uh, he would come down and watch us run track at Cal and uh, uh, was at all of our weddings and just an incredible man. We still still frequently see him. Hmm. And as far as uh, oh I don't know friends of the family. Uh, is there anybody that jumped out at you as being uh, somebody who really demonstrated who you wanted to be? Yeah, there were there were those were there were three people when I began to reflect on this talk they wanted me to give. My dad was one. Jack Sanchez was another, and then there was a, a man named Paul Yacoti, and Paul was uh, an incredible man. And again, maybe we don't realize the gift he gave us in the present. But as I look back, I go, wow, this is amazing. Wait, Yokoti, that sounds Japanese. It's Japanese, yeah. yeah. He was, uh, uh, grew up in Loomis, and there, his family were farmers, ranchers. And Loomis this had, very same county? Oh, yeah, same town oh, in okay. Loomis. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, Paul and his family were uprooted during the war. Oh, during the World War II? World War II. They were taken and put in Thule Lake uh, at an internment camp. Oh, boy. The whole family? The whole family. And Paul, at 13 years old, contracted polio up there and never walked again. Oh, boy. And he came back mm. after the war, and they were one of the future, uh, fortunate uh, farmers that, that people had held their ranches for them. And gave, gave and it back to gave them. Gave it back to them, yeah. There are still some people here in this county, this community, that did that I have the highest regard for. There were others that did not do that, that people lost their farms. But, but Paul came back, and he was confined to a wheelchair his entire life hmm. from 13 on oh. and so my dad was coaching at the time at Placer High School before he went to Del Oro and Loomis and and Paul's brother Jack was a friend of my grandfather I know this is complex but my my grandfather and Jackie Cody were involved in Boy Scouts through that association my dad met Paul Yacoti who was wheelchair bound and really just spent his life on the ranch he just sat on the ranch and my dad asked him if he'd like to be the statistician for Placer High School football team. And my uh -huh. dad was coaching. Yeah. That was great. So Paul came out and kept the stats. And uh, 
Then when my dad went to Del Oro, he said, Paul, would you like to come to Del Oro with me? And, and Paul became the statistician. Then he evolved into a, a photographer he have, as a hobby and uh, moved eventually from the ranch into right downtown Lewis, right in the main thoroughfare across from one of the fruit sheds. And uh, Well, he probably, being exposed to so many people, became pretty well known, at least amongst the kids. Oh, my God. Yes, indeed. He was a, he was a fixture. And the kids, my, my brother's class, my class, we all began to just hang out at Paul's house, right on the main drag. And it became probably the first youth center in Placer County. And Paul had three rules, no drinking, no smoking, no, no fighting, you know, so... Right. That was it. And we all gathered there and it evolved and we still in his memory we have a Paul's Place Association. We give scholarships in his name. And what I always found is fascinating, and it goes back to my dad and to Paul, uh, Paul never, ever, ever, never complained about his station in life. He mm. chose not to. He had a bright disposition and in fact on his deathbed his last words were, thank everybody for me. Oh, wow. Remarkable. Yeah, he saw the positive. In everybody, in everybody. And I think what, what, I, what I love about this place, this community, is people. Mm. My dad brought Paul to Del Oro, and Paul became a fixture at Del Oro High School. And the old gymnasium is named the Paul Yacote Gymnasium. That school named it after Paul. Oh. And then they built, many years after that, they built a brand new facility, brand new gymnasium, right, side by side. There's a walkway between the two, but these two big facilities, and they chose to name that after my dad. Oh, is that right? So I've got, in a way, I have my dad and Paul Cody standing side by side together. Yeah. Still. Huh. You sure got a home run. That was amazing. On, on, so on amazing. those influences. That's that's wonderful. That's wonderful. The Golden Nugget, uh, again, seems really really pretty obvious there is there was a complete condition or unconditional acceptance and, and love and appreciation coming from all three of these people really oh absolutely absolutely and I think also that you know it's it's attitude attitude is everything attitude defines what sort of day we'll have how far we'll go in life or, or how little we'll do and and you see it in work we see it in society we see people that are just they're they're gonna be unhappy <laughs> and they're going to try to make you unhappy, or their people are going to wake up and go, you know what, it's going to be a great day. I, you know, I get to talk to Steve today on the, you know, on a radio program. You know, how cool is that? So, uh, I think that that was really the thing with attitude. And Paul, Jack Sanchez, and my dad were all just men that, you know what, life's going to deal you some bad hands from time to time. It's okay. Keep it going. Yeah. And things will get better. So now, Paul, did you ever see him on a? down day where maybe things were, you could tell things weren't going well for him but sure. then you also at the same time saw this attitude that he yeah you know I had uh, my senior year in high school uh, they needed someone to give respite to his caregiver who would come in at night put him to bed and they said well you know my dad basically volunteered me and so it was Wednesday nights during the school year and my senior year it's fine I went over and so I would take Paul from his wheelchair, help him go to the bathroom you know, before bed, put him in bed, stretch his muscles, uh, do physical therapy with him, and visit with him you know, while he went to sleep when he went to sleep. And so I did that, and yeah, that quiet time when it's just the two of you, when it's just that you're, you're together, and I think that's a time when you can let your guard down, and he didn't. He was always just, you know, it's okay. And you look at that, you know, you look at the frail body suffering from the debilitating disease mm -hmm. of polio, and you go, 
my God, how can you, how can, how can you keep up this positive this positive attitude? Yeah. But he did, and he loved. Oh, he loved the community, loved the kids, loved the high school, and I'm so pleased again later in life to realize that my dad had a role in 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 helping Paul live life to the fullest. It seems like it it goes full circle because because of his attitude. He ended up attracting opportunities that took him outside of the polio oh, absolutely. Uh, circumstances. I mean, you can be a wonderful, <laughs> very successful photographer yeah. while sitting in a wheelchair photographing. Yeah. He could have also gone the other way and lived his life as a quiet recluse, bitter, unhappy on that ranch in Loomis. And that didn't happen. He wouldn't let it happen. And when an opportunity presented through his brother, through my dad, through the school, whoever, he embraced it. Yeah, he jumped on it. Yeah. So and he made us all better for it. He made us better yeah. for it. Well, you're, yeah, you're a demonstration of that. And so I'm sure you talk about him and all the others really uh, probably more often than not. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, you know, the nice thing was, again, that, that it's one of those things that when they said, no, this is what we want you to talk about. We want you to talk about these, who, who made you who you are. And it's not like, oh, we've got a crime wave here and we have a jail problem here. They wanted to know opportunity that was given to me to reflect and think, well, yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I really appreciated that. And that has made me a little more reflective and, and, and my gratitude, you know, to the people that invested in me, spent time with me, counseled me, criticized me when necessary, you know, and, and were there for me when I needed them. And, and those three guys are, that's my trifecta right there. Oh, my dad, Jack Sanchez, and Paul Yakota. That's great. You know, applying this today, are you, would you say that it's a gift to give? I think that, you know, with, uh, years ago, and I actually probably have it here in my desk where I got a fortune cookie thing. I said, those who continually give will continually have. And I really believe that. I, I think that that is a gift. And I think that for one of the core values of our organization, one that we've tried to instill, is we're going to care about each other. And when I say that, you have to understand that care is an action verb. You have to do something. You just can't say, Steve, I really care about you, and good luck. No, it's gotta be something. It can be as subtle as just a touch on the shoulder, or a phone call, or a card, or you know, um, those sort of things. So I think that, again, to that gift of caring, that if we really care, we demonstrate it. We, we do something. We affirmatively move out and, and have an action associated with it. And I think that was the thing those three guys did. When they demonstrated it, it was always in action. It was always an action. Uh, it was never just lip service. So, and these are actions that may, that we may think about when we start our day, when we first wake up, or in the moment throughout the day. Look for that moment of action where you have the, the opportunity to take action. Uh, you know, Even if it's a smile, you know, walking and, past well, somebody. Well, today, you know, I, I thought, I knew you were coming, I thought about, you know, okay, what do I, what's there, I missed something, missing. I just had a very dear friend pass away from brain cancer, one of my retired captains. Been three weeks ago, did his eulogy, you know, and I thought, tell me I call his wife. Because what happens, I, I've seen it over the years, you know, you, you, mm -hmm. somebody passes on, everybody's there, then everybody goes, and, and the person's left, left alone. Yeah. So I called uh, her this morning, just checking on her, you know. But that's it, I mean, it's, a, it's just those small things in life that, that make a difference, and, and maybe hopefully uh, lightened her burden a little bit this morning. 
Yeah. You know. Hey, that's wonderful. You're demonstrating the very things that your uh, mentors of your life uh, demonstrated to you. I hope so. <laughs> I would be honored great. to do that. Well, thanks for today's senior wisdom. I, I do appreciate this. This uh, this is a very heartfelt one today. Well, thank you. They're I, all heartfelt. Well, I'm a little I'm a little disturbed though. Here I am a senior already, but I guess I should have paid attention. <laughs> well, we're stretching that a little bit. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. You're welcome.